Hello, this is Will Sparger, your host for the Beyond Border Storytelling Podcast. Our stage is open to all. Whether you've never told a story before or you are a seasoned pro looking to hone your skills. Every month we host workshops, story practices, and story jams to help our storytellers bring their experiences to life through stories on stage. The podcast provides a perspective from a storyteller of the behind the scenes preparations to tell a story on stage. They will take you on their storytelling journey, showing the many different paths people take to stage. Their experiences show that all you need is an idea for a story and the desire to tell it, and we will help you get there. Our next workshop is January 15th in San Francisco, and the theme for our next story jam is Envy, and that is on February 19th. Go to our website and pitch us your story idea or attend one of our workshops. Hope to see you soon. Hello, I'm Will Sparger, producer at Beyond Border Storytelling, and I am here with Janet Allen, who recently told a story at our Gift Story Jam. Hey, Janet, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm <laughs> doing fine, Will. So it's Janet Allen Williams. Janet Allen Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay. My husband appreciates that last bit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Understood. Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Now, you did a really fantastic job at the Story Jam. And I've been told. <laughs> That's great. How did you feel telling your story? Um, once I got up there, I was fine. I have to tell you before, as I told it, I, I was nervous. Um, I, you know, when I heard the theme, gifts, I knew the story I wanted to tell right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to the rehearsals, I got a little bit nervous and remember I brought like notes and cards and all of that but once I got on stage I just reminded myself to relax and act as if I was telling it to a friend and yeah it was fine now is this your first time telling a story Heck yeah oh this is your first time my very first time <laughs> so what changed so, that now you want to tell a story so I have been told that I have amazing stories I've got a lot of stories and for years people you know have told me that I should write a book I even had a group of colleagues once back in the early 90s buy me a small tape recorder. They said, Janet, because we were talking during lunchroom um, conversations, and they bought me a tape recorder for my birthday, and they were like, you tell such wonderful stories, you got to record this stuff. And so that was in the early 90s, and I think I recorded a few and just forgot about it. And then more recently, I started working uh, at UCSF, and one of the guys I work with came to me and said, Janet, you know... You've, you've got the best stories. And I'm like, really, Daryl? And he's like, yeah, you've got great stories. You should do something with that. And I thought, and he said, you know, I've only known you for a short time. We had only known each other probably six months at this time. And he said, and I've tried to regurgitate your stories. He said, you know, badly, but I've tried to retell your stories because they're so amazing. Yeah. So when this came up, I went to a, um, a workshop, and then the gift thing came up, and I was like, I've got a story for that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was Daryl. It was Daryl. Finally, after <laughs> 1990s was a little while ago. Yeah. So that's a long time to ferment. It is a long time. <laughs> How'd you pick 
that story? I, because this is your first story time on, on a... So it was a no-brainer. Uh-huh. It was a no-brainer. Um, the gift, and it's funny because when I was telling people that I was going to tell the story, and every time I explained the theme of the story, I would spell it out. Because of GIFs, J-I-F-S, mm-hmm. I'd always say, oh, you know, I'm doing a border, uh, a Beyond Border story time telling, and I'm telling the theme is GIFs, G-I-F-T-S. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, why does she spell it out? But I didn't want people to confuse GIFs with GIFs. Uh. So I heard the theme. I was like, I got the perfect story because yeah. I had the boss who, you know, not only regifted, she partially regifted me. So yeah, so, so that was a no-brainer. You had a lot of friends come see you. Yeah, and I now did. I know that you have this reputation. <laughs> so tell me, what was it like having your friends there? It was awesome because two of the girls in the audience, one of each had worked at both jobs with me. Like, in fact, when I mentioned my work wife, she was in the audience, uh-huh. and then the one, the first boss, one of my coworkers from there, was in the audience. So she could vouch. They both, I was, and that made the storytelling easier for me because I looked at them in the audience. Uh Although I couldn't, that also helped too that the theater was black where you couldn't see the audience. Mm -hmm. So, but I knew exactly where each one of them was sitting. So when I was telling the story, I kind of looked to them to see their reactions about the bosses that I was describing. So that made it a lot easier. And the audience has no idea. You cannot see them. So you look at right. the general direction. Right. They think you're looking at it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what did they say? After? They loved it. Oh, oh my God. Paula, especially, she brought me flowers, which was really, really sweet. But she said, oh, my God, you described the first boss to a T. And then she started describing how she used to have these little things where she would dip her hand in wax because she had carpal tunnel. And we just, oh, no. we had a big laugh afterwards. <laughs> she was, that boss was the worst. So have you watched your video? Uh, probably 20 times. <laughs> I've got like 21 views and 20 of them are mine. Yeah. Me and my what husband. What is it like watching yourself? I'm, I find that I'm super critical of myself. Like I thought I looked kind of fat and bald. <laughs> Which is not what people told me. My husband was like, you are so amazing. And he said, you are so beautiful. And everybody's like, you look so pretty. And, yeah. You know, but when I saw myself, I was like, God, my hairline is receding. And that dress kind of makes me look fat. Like, <laughs> who is that? Were any other people saying that to you? Absolutely not. Just- <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. They all said how wonderful I looked and, I, uh, and asked me about my dress. The dress I wore on the video was, uh, I actually had it made in Ghana mm-hmm. when I went in August. So it was super comfortable, but you know, seeing myself on video, yeah. I thought, I need to lose weight. How did you find out about Beyond Borders? I went to... So, I don't know if the workshop I went to was Beyond Borders, but I went to a storytelling workshop a few months ago, and I think somehow through an algorithm or something or other, you guys popped up. Or you were searching for to no, tell a story, or what? so maybe that maybe that's what, I don't even know how I got to you actually because uh-huh. I thought you guys were so I paid to go to a workshop. Yeah, but that wasn't you guys. It was some actor from Los Angeles. Yeah, and so then I got an email from um, what's the young woman's name? Not the other producer, Megan. Megan. Just I got an email from her, Megan, okay. and um, saying, uh, "Hey, you know, we missed you at the last." event or something like that and our next storytelling is coming up and uh-huh. would you like to tell a story and there's the thing gifts g-i-f-t-s <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you got her email what'd you think i thought it was from the workshop i had gone to and i was excited and again when i saw the theme i was like 
booty out. I know. I got a story. I got a story. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, for sure. When you first started going through the process, mm-hmm. was it different than you were expecting? No, actually it wasn't, you know, because it's, they said the rehearsal, she gave me the date for the rehearsals and the yeah, locations. Yeah, you know, and I liked the locations were pretty dope at the um, hostel. That was cool. Immediately I felt like the group was welcoming. Um, so I, you know, and I'm a pretty gregarious person, so it was easy. I'm easy in crowds. So it was, yeah, it was what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. In a positive way. In a positive way, absolutely. So what was it like working with other storytellers? to develop your story and also with them when they're developing their stories. It was very, very helpful in the sense that, you know, I got to regurgitate it a couple of times and hear myself tell it. Um, I took a lot of the notes and advice and, and, and the recordings playing over my car when I was driving. That was super helpful. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, like, there are practices we record yeah. the stories, not only the stories, but the feedback as well mm-hmm. so people know Right, so that was super, super helpful. But I think for me, I, you know, I've never said this in my life that I'm a perfectionist. I don't know, but during this process, I think I've uh, learned a lot about myself. Um, and one of the things that I learned is, well, I didn't learn that I, I, I'm critical of myself because I've always been critical of myself. But I started to try to perfect this story, right? And it was not helpful <laughs> for me. The, so the feedback and the recordings were great, and that was very helpful. But the way I interpreted them and tried to fit them into the story was not helpful. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Because after the first rehearsal, I came back with, like, cards. Like, I, I had these three-by-five cards, and then I was trying to bunch everything into the story, and then it just got a little bit convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. So... so- you're, you're re- working up to this point where you want to be perf- perfect to perfect the story. Mm-hmm. Something changed because obviously by the time you got to stage, you had gotten over that. Right. You want to know what changed? Yeah. You will. <laughs> you tell me to relax. It's not a performance. It's just a story. Mm-hmm. Just tell it like a story. And that Because up until we were in the green room, I had those cards in my hand. And you were just saying, I was like, I'm so nervous. And I had these cards and I'm looking. He was like, Janet, just relax. It's not a performance. Don't perform. Just tell the story. Yeah. And so you you said, relax. And that's what I, again, that's what I learned through the process. I just said, I have to relax. I have to slow down. And so you said, don't perform it. Tell the story. Relax. And it it just clicked. Yeah, it takes pressure off you. Oh, God. Because when you think you're having to perform... If people act negatively, then you think I'm a bad oh, Or if they don't react. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just telling your story, not thinking about their reaction, it's amazing. Yeah. They start. So you were relaxed when you started telling your story? Or was, a lot of times people really start to relax when they start hearing the audience reacting to them. That's funny because after... So I started to relax... I think once I started talking, once I started talking, I relaxed. Because getting up there, I'm, I'm, and, and so I'm thinking about the video in my mind as I'm talking to you, Will. Yeah. Um, and I could see, you know, I was still a little bit nervous when I got up there. And then I said, I love the, um, the ironing board story. Uh-huh. And then I went, <sighs> and I think that is the point when I relaxed. I kind of took a deep breath. I looked over at you and Megan in the corner, and then I was like, okay. And that, that was the point. I mean, you, you could see the switch go on. Yeah. Once I got on stage, 
I said how much I love the Ironing Boy story, took a deep breath, sighed, and then I just let it rip. Was it easy going after Ian? Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Because I love that story so much. Yeah. I, I am. So I had relatives visiting from Pennsylvania, and uh, they said, you know, they they from the East Coast. They're like, do you guys have an ironing board? And I was like, yeah, I put it up, but you know, that's just a front because my ironing board is up twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Like right in front of the window by my backyard. <laughs> like it's there all the time. But because I was having guests, I had to put it away. And then they were like, we love to iron. I'm like, great, bring the ironing board out. So, yeah, it was really good. And and, and uh, Ian and I had talked before I went on. And I didn't know he was a first-time storyteller, too. Like that was one of the things after the first initial um, rehearsal. People were saying that they had been. I was like, this is like, uh, they're like on a circuit or something. I'm nobody. So I really felt a little nervous because JP, yeah. he's, he's told stories before, right? Oh, he performs all the time. Yeah. So, and then so did uh, Glitter Hand, yeah. right? No, no. Karen never told a story before. Oh, she had never told a story. Okay. So I, I kind of felt petrified. like they, her story really went really well. Too. Uh-huh. So Glitter Hand actually went good. Hers was very similar to mine, where we started out with all of the, with, with a great story. We came to rehearsal, we got all this feedback, and then it just got more convoluted and kind of a little crazy, but then when it actually got on stage, we were able to kind of hone it in, get what we needed to say in, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For me, sometimes I become despondent that it's not coming together, and it just seems like That's spaghetti. That's how I felt, yeah. The story is just this yeah. tangled mess, and throw some... My cue cards, <laughs> that's what I need. Cue cards, I'm going to put everything down, and then I just... For me, at the end of the day, I think that I have to be in my story. So if I'm just reciting what I remember, there's no there there. I have to feel like I'm there if the audience is going to feel like mm-hmm. You know, I'm not an actor. I can't make up right, the world. Right, right, right. So no. if I relive that experience, if I bring it up to the point mm-hmm. where I'm feeling it, I think the audience feels that. Right. And I think so. that's the great thing about Beyond Storytelling. I mean, when you guys gave the list of things, you know, that it had to be true. Like, it's not something that you can make up, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be a true story that actually happened. Yeah. And that's what I was telling my friends and family, that, no, this is a true story, you know? And the girls who worked with me, of course, they knew it was true. But I think that is really important in terms of being in the story, is yeah. that, you know, that it is a true story. None of the parts are made up. It's all real. And then if you put yourself there, then it comes across, right? Yeah. But, the, the, but then you talk, at the end of the day, you talk to your friends and people in the audience and what did they say? They, they loved it. In fact, there was a woman who uh, works at UCSF that was there that night who she and I, Judy, she were both African-American women, and so we kind of have this connection at UCSF. We're both members of the Black Caucus, and we go to all things uh, African-American, African-American women related. Mm-hmm. So we see each other in passing, but she was in the audience that night, and she came up to me, and I was like, hey, Judy, how are you? She's like, oh my God. She gave me this huge hug. She's like, you were amazing, because she, I guess she had never, not guess, she had never seen me in that light before, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, that was pretty amazing for her to kind of like see me outside of work and you know, and a, a lot of people from my job that tried to get tickets that were sell. I had like 15 people from work that thought we could just show up, and they said it was sold out. I was like, yeah, sorry, it was a theater of 70. So I sent them the link, and they watched the video, and a lot of them loved the potty language. They're like, we love that she used bad language because I never use it at work, of course, you know. 
So yeah, people were really, they were really um, happy and they, they really got it. You know, in fact, I got a card from one of my coworkers who said, "Here's a gift, but it's not a partial rebuild." You know. <laughs> I saw you in the green room with Megan right before, because I took a picture. You know, I was walking around yeah. taking pictures. What are you guys talking about? She was complimenting me on my dress. She uh, loved my dress, and I thanked her for that. Um, we we're just talking about, you know. Um, uh, how I'm going to be on stage and don't be nervous and um, I even saw her kind of rehearsing in the corner Yeah, like, I thought that yeah. was weird I was like isn't she like a pro at this but even she had to like rehearse and she was kind of you know gesticulating about you know with her hands and it was, that was interesting so you saw a little bit of the sausage making yeah the, that was interesting how us producers write scripts that and was practice. really interesting <laughs> yeah, to I see spent her about practice. a week practicing no way for a show yeah. no way that was really interesting when I saw her I was like what is she doing is she, is she telling a story that was my first thought is she telling a story too but then you know, she was just rehearsing her introductions and, yeah. so that was but for the most part in the great room we just talked about relaxing being myself working story I had and the fact that I had on this beautiful dress and you know that could be active as a distraction too. <laughs> <laughs> Are any of your friends at work good storytellers? Or you've heard stories that you feel they should... Absolutely. I have actually two people in mind for the English story. Uh-huh. One is uh, Heidi Lynn Depper. She is the fucking best storyteller. And she has never been on stage. Well, to my knowledge, has never been on stage. Well, you can tell her. Oh, that looks awesome. I'm definitely going to tell her. Because she watched my story. She's like, oh my God, I should be up there with you. I'm your original work wife. Because she and I work together. We were co-receptionists at uh, Jams. And uh, she was like, I you're, I said yes you are you, You're my first wife My first work wife um, And she's an amazing storyteller She's an amazing writer In fact when I was pregnant uh, Right after I had my second daughter She wrote a story for me That won me a, uh, a contest At a radio station I got to go on a plane to Yosemite In a hotel Three nights stay at a hotel All based on the story she wrote, wrote About me and my pregnancy And 36 hours of arduous labor It was funny <laughs> She's a great writer and a great storyteller, and I'm definitely going to tell her. Okay, please send her away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you got during this whole process? Or maybe even a couple pieces of advice. Okay, so the best piece is don't perform, relax, um, tell like you're telling a story to your friends. So that's, that's like three pieces, but they're kind of encapsulated into one. Yeah, I mean, just the basics. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll work. I mean, I think that was my biggest concern is that it wouldn't come across that people wouldn't get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's like full message, right? Relax. Tell it like you're telling uh, to your friends. Don't perform it. And people will get it. So that's yeah. like full pieces. <laughs> Just pick one. That's great. Well, Janet, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me on this beautiful sunny Sunday. Uh, any plans for the rest of your day? You mentioned driving your Subaru, so I'm wondering if there's a story. <laughs> I got Subaru is the new black. I got lots of black Subaru stories. So. I think we can make some money. And we can do a sponsored story channel with Subaru. Exactly. Subaru is the new black. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And to anybody who's thinking about telling a story, I mean, we all have got stories, right? Um, but anybody who's thinking about telling a story beyond borders is the place to do it. I mean, you've got great support, great people that 
you know, give you good guidance and yeah, it works. Thank <laughs> you for the plug. plug. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.